Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. Welcome to Bluebells Forever podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Lewis, which I never say at the top of the show, so I should probably say my name. And today I have Charlotte Jordan. So welcome, Charlotte, who is in Paris right now in the current cast of Paris Merveille. And uh, you're the first one I've talked to since the news has happened. I've talked to people kind of this assumption, maybe, or not knowing for sure, but now that it's been announced. And I feel like this seems... It's being confirmed, yeah. This feels really important. I'm trying to process it all um, because obviously we just found out last week. And there has been rumors going on, but I, I tried to stay positive throughout and, and hoped that, you know, it wouldn't come to an end. But yeah. Unfortunately, it was confirmed last, last Thursday and it was hard going into, I think I'd, I heard before we went in for the meeting, but uh, when we went into the meeting and I saw everyone, because they're my family here, you know, I'm from England, so live so far from my family. So my leader family is like... My, my Paris family, my second family. So to see yeah. all those faces of, you know, just everyone was heartbroken and that was that was hard. That's when I really like burst into tears when I saw yeah. everyone. Yeah. Oh, and I know that there's see, you know, 180 people, because it's not just the dancers, there's all the team, there's the, the technicians, the dressers, the waiting staff, the administration, there's so many people that work there and we're all one big family and just to see everyone's faces, it was, yeah, it was, it was hard. I saw there was, was it 150 that they said they were, who's left then? Who are they uh, keeping? No, uh, no nobody's one. left yet. So they. I mean, who's um, left is who they're going to keep. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, uh, we're not sure yet, but they're talking of keeping some technicians and perhaps somebody in wardrobe and maybe some dresses for their future productions. Uh, but everything else is, yeah, everyone's going. <laughs> And then I know like there's there's bluebells everywhere that are grieving with you. Yeah, it's just been sad. It's hitting everybody. And then like before we record, saying like you guys are the last, the last bluebells. And that's so sad to say. And it's also in history. You know the ones like who were the I've done interviews with someone who was the first cast of the Miss Bluebell show that came to the Stardust, like on the airplane, telling what it was like to be the first of something, but. We're going to get back into this later, but you were the last in Bonaire. You were the in the last cast of Jubilee, and now yeah. you're in the last cast of this one. So, yeah, so I'm we're not like going to blame you. Now. No, closing all these shows. <laughs> People like, don't join my show. We don't want it to close. <laughs> but best, definitely, you know, grief and you know the ending of yeah. things because it's um, like I was in Hello Hollywood. Hello, I wasn't there for the close of it. I wasn't there for the opening. I came in a year into it. So, it's a very different experience if you open a show. Well, then, did you open um, Perry Merveille too? No, so I, I didn't open Perry Merveille. I was in Vegas at the time. Oh, that's when you were in Vegas. When that, okay. when that opened, yeah. I was in so Vegas. you've only done the endings. Yeah, I've never done an opening oh, show, only the oh, endings. Man. But it just feels a bit different this time because it is the end. You know, like when Bonner closed, I knew that I was going to Jubilee. And then when Jubilee closed, I, I knew that I would like to come back to Paris. It wasn't confirmed that I was coming back in to the leader but um i had that excitement the possibility of oh i'm gonna maybe go back to paris but this time it's like this is the end of leader there's no bluebells after that and 
what, that's what feels different this time. It feels really final. Oh, <laughs> still, every time I hear that, I still haven't quite processed it. I mean, Jubilee and, was, I guess Jubilee was fine. Sorry, that's that's coming from a selfish point because Jubilee was a final as well because Jubilee was the last real showgirl show in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, so that was a that was a big deal as well. You know, that, that existed for 35 years. I yeah, I think I've heard so. 35, 30, which was interesting because even when that closed, it was the end for Vegas. But then in our mind, like, but that's okay. There's still the lead still, up. That's exactly. Yeah. So for me, I knew there was still the possibility of going back to, to the leader, but also the fact that, okay, the showgirl in Vegas has died, but we've still got the showgirls in Paris. So yeah, okay. <laughs> it lives on. Now, now we all have to make our own shows and just keep it going. Like there's a real link between Jubilee and the leader there's a lot of dancers that i met that have have done yeah. both or, or have done yeah. jubilee and mulan but yeah there's and because that ran so long people that i worked with in the 80s also were doing both so yeah a lot of them went back and forth because that was wonderful in that company too like if you've worked for one of course they're going to hire you for the other yeah yeah so i went to, i interviewed your sister eve when i was in paris and yes. she did the backstage tour, backstage tour that we got to do which was amazing even now when i think of what's not going to be backstage anymore that makes me want to cry that I actually got I to do the tour so and see the fun backstage as well you know obviously on stage we're in our element but backstage we have a lot of fun as well and that was the part when I showed the pictures older ones had had that sat in those dressing rooms were like oh my gosh I, that seeing the dressing room brings back so many memories yeah. because the dressing room doesn't change that much it's like it looks the same with different pictures up different decorations but people who worked the Lido just to get that little backstage tour to remember what it feels like to, yeah. to yeah, all the camaraderie, the laughter. Yeah, that's my spot. <laughs> so Eve, even you are not sisters, same last name. And I, I had to get a clarification because when I interviewed, she talked about her sister-in-law. And I'm like, sister? So can yeah. you can you share that connection? And then we'll kind of get your I mean, we do say that we're sisters. We call each other sisters because she's been my best friend for over 10 years. So she, I do have a, an actual sister in England, but Eve's like my other sister now. Um, and so we met in England. We did a little a little gala in England 11 years ago. And then we worked in Italy together. And then when Eve moved to Paris, I think she moved to Paris in the February of 2012 and I moved in the October. So I came like six months after her to the Lido. Um, and then I went off to Vegas. And then when I came back, she'd already met her um, now husband at the time was her fiance. And so when I moved back from Vegas, she she introduced me to her fiance's brother. And we hit off and now we're married. That's so great. <laughs> and Eve's wow. got two kids now and they're my nieces and I love them. You're an kids, auntie. Yeah. I'm an auntie now, yeah. But who would have thought like 10 years ago when we were partying in Paris, single girls, <laughs> we could never, we always called each other like sisters, but we could never imagine that we would actually be kind of sisters. Yeah, well, like you said, your family's back home in England, so you have your family yes. together right there to yeah. be an aunt and not be away. Yeah. So when you grew up, what was like, what was your growing up years like in England and where dance comes into that? Like what kind of kid uh, so were you? So I started dancing when I was three. Uh, my mum took me to ballet, just the local. So I grew up in a small village in North Yorkshire called Sherbin and Elmet. It's in between Leeds and York. I don't know if you know. I've heard of both of those. Yeah. And I've been between a little village, just local dance school in a church hall. Um, and I loved it. 
straight away. So I started off with ballet, then, then I joined in with the tap and then jazz and modern and then I was doing everything. <laughs> Did com like festival competitions. I don't know. If you yep. Yeah, we have that here. Yeah, the same thing in mm -hmm. in America. Uh, did dance competitions and and then I think when I got to around, I think even I don't really remember, but I think even from like the age of eight nine, I knew okay, this is what I want to do. It, I was I, I realized really early on this is what I need to do in life. I can't imagine doing anything else. I need to be yeah. a dancer. So then when I was sixteen, I went to full time musical theatre college for three years and got my diploma in musical theatre um, and that was in Leeds so it wasn't too far from where my family was which was yeah. nice yeah and then got my first job at 19. So when you are coming out with a musical theatre degree I don't know or um, diploma. Do, diploma do they kind of guide you of what's out there what you'd be good at dancer actress all the things I mean they prepare we do classes like audition prep and I was always the tallest in my year <laughs> but nobody really spoke to me about showgirl shows when I was at college it wasn't really a thing that our teachers told us about I don't know if it's because the teachers hadn't done it themselves or yeah um so I went down the cruise ship line I didn't I didn't actually audition for any musicals I was a stronger dancer than a singer I could I could sing probably being a chorus, but I wasn't strong enough to be like a lead in a, yeah. in a musical. I was more, more of a dancer. Um, so yeah, I, I went on, the, I went on cruise ships when I was 19. Which ones great. did you, which ships did you do? Uh, so I worked for Costa, two Italian companies, Costa and MSC. So, so yeah, full, I mean, were they full show? Like I know, like when I did the cruise ship shows, it was like six people in the cast and now they have full book productions, like the whole musical yeah. and a review and yeah. a big stage and aerial work. And yeah, it was, what, the, the shows were quite big, not as big as the shows today, like on Royal Caribbean when they have the musicals. Um, but no, they were full on. I think I, I danced the most I've ever danced on cruise ships because like you've got the quick changes because the, the cast is quite small and you don't have a dresser helping you like yeah. you do it. <laughs> Lido and Jubilee. Mm -hmm. So you just quick change and it was, yeah, they were full on shows on the cruise ships. And I loved it because I was young and I got to see the world and save money. My first contract, uh, I think, was in South America. I'd never left home because even when I was at college, I was I still lived with my parents. Um, so it's the first time I left home and my first contract was Brazil and Argentina. <laughs> so oh my, my goodness, parents, wow. like, <laughs> that was quite a big thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah Did I you do the it. same show? Because I talked to um, Lewis Calcutt, who knows a bunch of people in that current show, and he did He's done a lot of cruise ships, but he, but the one I, cause I went out and worked on a ship in November and he was in that show yeah. and they did six shows on this, maybe five wow. shows. Every night was different. I'm like, that's, we did the that's same show every, that. we only did one show. Oh, so that was like, that's a lot of shows and a lot of fast changes. And they were dancing so hard. Like they, they, it was a full on dance show. Oh, like sometimes you're, 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 little, you know, you're dripping in sweat by then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. I think, um, I think we might have had four shows, three or four. four and it totally depended different. how hard it was because if you had a week's cruise, you would be dancing four nights out of seven. But sometimes we had like the transatlantic crossings, which lasted 18 days. So you would just work because you're not going to repeat the shows because it's the same guests. Yeah. So you would have like four shows in 18 days. So that was really. Oh, that sounds life. wonderful. <laughs> did that give you kind of a taste for travel and it? too or yes. did you already have that because for me I love dancing like where do I get to go next because I get to travel and they're going to pay my way of 
course yeah. I'm going to so do I've this. Actually, uh, I've done like small galas in England, but I've never actually done a long contract in England. I've always either done been... cruise ships or worked worked abroad. I've always liked traveling. As a, as a as a child, I always traveled a lot with my family. Like we liked going on holidays and I was lucky that yeah. my family took me to some lovely places. And so, yeah, I always wanted to, I knew that I would, I would want to travel as, as a, to work and do something I love and travel. It's yeah, amazing. It's the best. <laughs> so when you did the ship, were you already kind of have, have your eye on something else that's because you, it just happens when you do those shows, Somebody's done another show and you find out opportunities and you have connections that you would not have if you not left. Yeah, no, I think at the time I was happy doing ships, but I knew it wasn't something I wanted to do for years and years. I, I think I did it for two years. And oh, wow. then I did, I wanted to have a Christmas in England because I'd had like a few Christmases away from home. I wanted to have a Christmas in England. So I did a Christmas dance contract and there was a girl on that contract, her name was Donna, and she'd worked at the Lido. And I'd heard, I'd heard about the Lido, but I'd never seen it. I didn't know a lot about it. I knew it was a showgirl show, um, but I wasn't, I didn't have that much information. And Donna said to me, oh, you would be perfect for Lido, you're so tall, like, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I, do you think I should audition? She's like, why not? And she gave me Jane's contact. I got Jane's email and organized a private, so, that's how I kind of fell into to working at the Lido. But if I hadn't have done this contract at Christmas in England, perhaps I wouldn't have met Donna. Perhaps I wouldn't have. You just never know. Sometimes things yeah. just happen like yeah. that for a reason. And so that's how I find out from a girl that I danced with. Yeah. How, how tall are you? I'm 179, which is I think five foot ten and a half. Okay. Was that ever an issue for not getting jobs, being too tall? Uh, yes, I think. And we were kind of told as well um, for musicals, well, it depends on the musical, obviously Chicago is like taller dancers, but a lot of musicals, they like kind of shorter people. I think because there's more around. I, I'm not yeah. Sure and I think also if you've got a shorter singer, having yeah, like super tall dancers. Giant dancers around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think. Um, I, I've always liked being tall. I think when I was young, I had a bit of a complex about it because I was always kind of the tallest out of my friends and you kind of slouch a bit because you want to be yeah. like your other friends. But now I'm proud to be tall and I'm actually not one of the tallest at the leaders. You've probably seen there's a yeah. lot of girls at over 180 and yeah, six foot girls. So right. I'm five foot nine and I feel short when I get around really? the, the current cast yeah <laughs> around the yeah around the leader girls <laughs> so when you you went into Bonaire I don't know if I'm saying that right and the yes, show had been going so how long did you do that because you closed it so you must have yeah so I joined in October 2012 and it closed December 2014 so I got just over two years oh, nice. um, in that show and I loved it I, I can say it's I think it's my favorite show I've ever done like it is so beautiful to dance yeah it was my favorite show so i was in the nude line um because now in in Paramore, we're called the bells the nude lines yeah. are called the bells but in in bono it was the blue bells and the nudes yeah um, i was so a tall was nude they called tall nude so we even had a descriptor we were tall nudes and in yes. the show i was in it's the only show they did this they had shorter nudes they called ponies ponies oh. so yeah it was tall nudes and ponies so you're trying to explain that <laughs> there's bluebells and ponies and people don't understand this world. It sounds like we work in a yeah. circus or, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is, uh, the names have changed. So a lot of us have to like, even if I say bluebells forever, it's all inclusive of everybody who came out of that, which I think most of us kind of understand, like 
No, I wasn't a bluebell. I was I was a pony or a nude. We all call ourselves bluebell. We're all bluebell. I actually am a bluebell. Are you in the show? Because I um I swing into the bluebell sometimes, so I know the track, the bell track, and the bluebell. Some of the bluebell tracks as well. Um, but yeah, going back to Bonner, I loved it. There's video, which is like, there's no video that I can find of Jubilee. I think they've kept those where you couldn't um, release them. So I can't find, I know somebody who has a bootleg copy. So I got to see the show. And there's not much on YouTube either. But all the Lido shows, like you can find, I think most of them. And so I watched the full thing of On Air, which was so good. Instead of just seeing bits and pieces. Yeah. Isn't it the opening with the, with the pheasant feathers, like the beautiful bird? Is that the opener? that's just that opening was that's such a beautiful beautiful show and it looked like a fun was that also the one with the bowler hats not fossey but it had the yeah it was that number yeah that just looks like as a dancer it would be because some things are more fun to watch than to do and some things are more fun to do than to watch yeah Yeah, i don't know from an audience perspective uh because actually some of my family members prefer pyramide because they like how modern it is and everything but for me as a dancer i think bono was my favorite to dance oh, it's I don't it was know, just, all of them was, are special in different ways like right jubilee yeah. as well like i've never worn such huge oh. costumes as the ones in jubilee so they've all got a little something that's special to me but as to dance bonner is the show that i love so when you knew that was closing would you have stayed longer or this was kind of like oh it's time to do something else and, um, and not and did you audition for the new show so I did audition for the new show for Paramerve. We all, everybody that works there auditioned. And unfortunately I didn't get offered a contract. Um, and I was really disappointed because yeah. like I'd said before, Eve was my best friend and she got given captain. So I was so happy for her, but at the same time sad that I wasn't going to get to stay with her. Um, yeah. And so we, <laughs> it's quite funny when we found out that I didn't get the show, we're like, right, let's go to Vegas on holiday. <laughs> let's go and just have a girl's <laughs> holiday so we went to vegas and i actually got diane palm's uh, contact details diane palm from yeah uh, jubilee at bally's um i said i'm on i'm on a vacation in in las vegas i'd love to come and audition for you i'm from the leader and i was lucky enough to get a private audition and she offered me the contract right so i always think you know when things don't go right sometimes because another door is about to open and I was so upset that I didn't get Pyramerve in the beginning, but then if I had, I would have never done Jubilee. So that was meant, that was my path. That was, was what was meant to be for me. And you end up doing it anyway later. So and I ended up doing it anyway later and I missed all the creation, which I think was quite hard. The creation. That's what I've heard. Yeah. There was a lot of (laughs) So I missed all that and I got to live it up in Vegas for a year. It's kind of a better way. So when you saw Jubilee for the first time, because it is, I I was in Hello Hollywood, Hello, which is even bigger than that. And Jubilee is massive. And so our show was probably, I think, 50 more in the cast. And the stage was bigger, which is hard to believe. But yeah. how was that to how can see you get that? Bigger than that? How did it's, you get from one the same. side to the other? <laughs> There's stories that people talk about when they were rehearsing, they had didn't have the sets in. So it's bigger than a football field yeah. or soccer field for you guys. Um, but they had them go across the floor as part of their warm-up of just step kick. You get a quarter of the way through and you're like exhausted. Exhausted, like, yeah. It's so far. And I remember when I hello Hollywood, you would do one side of the stage, everything was on that side, or you'd be on the other side. You didn't normally cross over really so like when you're done with the show just to get your costumes and walk back to the dressing room was more than most people walk in a day in a day yeah. <laughs> so to see jubilee did it feel 
like bigger or after being yeah, in the Lido because it's still a beautiful size stage and spectacular yeah, but Jubilee stage, is but Jubilee's another level it's it's huge and even the backstage as well it's a lot bigger than than the Lido's backstage because I yeah. think the sets were bigger so they had yeah. to have you know all the sets backstage as well uh, but yeah it was huge I remember my first day of rehearsals I was like this stage is massive I thought Lido was big but <laughs> <laughs> But so yeah, you the, went in as a nude in Jubilee. So you got to wear tall nudes. So there was tall, tall, nude. tall nudes and short nudes. Even the short nudes comp- were tall. Yeah, <laughs> I know people think <laughs> under five. No, they're still five eight, which is tall for most people. Yeah, because that so I was, like did I you, went in as a tall nude. Yeah. Did you know who Bob Mackie was before? Yes. Because I think a, a lot of the in America we know him from Kill Burnett and Cher and all that, and so. The picture yeah, that you of, sent I'd me of that him, blue. But when I went to Vegas, obviously, I found out a lot more about him. I, I knew the name, but I didn't know everything. So I found out a lot more when I went to Vegas. Because Falco for the, the for Lido is wonderful. And then Bob Mackie, because yeah. when you try to explain the level of costumes, if we say Bob Mackie, people like, what? I go, yeah, that's who and Pete Menifee and something Campbell that did the costumes. And they were just yeah. big because its stage is big. So you could even go bigger with costumes yeah, because that huge. massive stage case so heavy I mean, had you worn anything like neck. that before uh, i mean bonner we had you know nice big plumes but nothing the size of the or the weight of the jubilee ones yeah uh, when they have bonner, to lower them onto you in bonner i think the heaviest hat i wore was in the water scene we had this huge gold hat so i don't know if you've seen them Yes. Oh, they yeah. Pretty huge. I, I don't know how many kilos they were. I think they were about eight kilos. Um, but yeah, some of the some of the hats in Jubilee were just. <laughs> I remember when I first tried on my costume, I was like, "How am I supposed to <laughs> dance in this?" <laughs> but some of them you just kind of walked. But you know, even the stairs are something to tackle. The Jubilee yeah. stairs, like you can't look down. You can't yeah. look down, so you've just got to trust that your feet are gonna <laughs> not miss a step. <laughs> there are stories of people who have wiped out on the stairs that are horrifying. Yeah. Um, somebody was saying that they heard the brum, brum sound behind them because someone had fallen and they know if they're behind you, you're going oh, down too. It's you're going so... down, dominoes. <laughs> yeah. The things that we were expected to do is yeah. a little crazy, but I, I still I did, wouldn't trade I actually, it. I fell down the stairs at Jubilee, but not on stage, thank God, uh, backstage. But I did still have my costume on because <sighs> sometimes we, a lot of the time we actually went downstairs to the dressing rooms to take yeah. off the costumes because there was another like huge section downstairs i don't know if you ever went back yeah yeah Jubilee. yeah so Massive. we used to go down the stairs in these huge plumes and i was the first one down and i had 10 girls behind me or 11 girls however many and i was thinking okay i need to go quickly because we've got a quick change and i just missed one of the stairs and went <gasps> boom oh like, just like a dead bird to the pub instead in this this massive hat it was a yellow hat it was prologue finale i think Oh. Um, this massive yellow hat and these massive plumes and one of the boys That's came hard. and helped me oh. yeah because you can't get it by yourself when you've got no, no, all no. that on and you and look, well luckily nothing was broken I think I twisted my ankle I was out for three or four weeks my oh ankle my was gosh. huge everyone was like you've broken it you've broken it oh <laughs> my god all the, not just the weight of me but the, the weight of the costume falling down a set of stairs as well <laughs> Wow. The fact that we still, our legs are still working. We're, we're doing pretty good. I know. So you were there because I know the changeover was hard. I talked, do you know, Jonah Wilkins, you were there with him too. Uh, no, it was he, just, so he'd already left. He'd already left Jubilee when I, when I started. Oh, he'd, just he'd left, come, I think. Yeah. He came back. Cause he talked about seeing the changeover when they brought in the new 
Yes. And how hard that was, how was that to be a part of like knowing it's going to still continue, but they're trying to change it or modernize it. And I, it I think I well. already started after them, they'd modernized it. Cause I started in uh, March, 2015. So they'd already gone through all that. So oh, they again, did. I missed the opening of the drama. I yeah. missed all the drama of that. Uh, so for me, it was still a beautiful show because I never actually saw the previous version and okay. they kept quite a lot of the elements you know there was still red fans which was one of my favorite numbers. that's beautiful and titanic and they still kept a lot of the elements i think they just they changed a lot of the music and brought in a few numbers but for me i didn't know any different right right so i missed all that drama as well <laughs> which is hard too because i just people... come in and close the show that's so good i got They're this. already done i just come in and close <laughs> Well, if you miss some of the drama too, because I know there for some people that was really hard to see it change, and some people like changes. And even within the bluebell thing, it, you know, it's like, well, this cha this changed too much. And I'm kind of more because I have a studio where we have so many things that change over 29 years of having a studio that hip hop should not be what it was in the yeah. 90s. It should evolve. So I'm kind of more used to that. But for some people, it just feels like sacrilege to change too much away from what bluebell started. But also, if we were doing the choreography that they did in the 40s and 50s. It, it, yeah the the technique that you guys have in this show would yeah, be so it wasted yeah. it needs to evolve and it's hard because there are things that evolve too fast or it, it changes it too much and I know for some people with the changeover it was hard and some people it was probably like a nice needed change it's just interesting yeah. to be in it or to see it and I, I'm not sure uh, I think I've seen it I don't know what the original music was for the finale but you know at least for the finale we still kept those huge costumes and we were elegantly walking down the stairs but it was to Beyonce <laughs> <laughs> I mean we had live singers but it was love on top Beyonce so that I don't know is which is interesting even because now that would be considered dated so if you try to modernize it too modern then songs that were popular three years ago were like oh that's so old yeah or if you go back to the golden era, it's like, ah, timeless. So how was that closing for you? Because you had, and also I'm just curious what your life in Vegas was like, because it's very different from Paris. Very different from Paris. I loved it. I only, unfortunately, I only got a year there. I thought, so I, I managed to get, it was really hard to get the visa, but I managed to get a three-year visa. So I was planning on staying, okay, I've got my three-year visa. I'm going to stay for three years. And then after a year, Jubilee comes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but it's okay, because. Yeah. Like I said earlier, everything happens for a reason. That closed, can... and then I came back and met my husband in Paris. So right. again, a door closed, but another one opened. Yeah, a good door. Um, but my life in Vegas was—it was very different. It was daunting. I arrived there. I didn't know anybody. Uh, I didn't have an apartment. I stayed in. I slept at Circus Circus for two weeks. Oh. <laughs> I looked for. It was the cheapest. I think at the oh, time yeah. it was the cheapest hotel on the strip. But you still, just ride the roller know. coaster after breakfast. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> so I stayed there during rehearsals while I was looking for an apartment. I didn't know anything about America. You know, having a social security number, things like that, and having to go to the DMV to get my social security card. Yeah. It was all new to me. Sorry, I I did know somebody. Dane, uh, so Dane was a dancer at the leader and he also joined Jubilee at the same time as me. So I did, he's, Dane's from Australia. Um, so I did know Dane, luckily. He yeah. was there. <laughs> he was there like my older brother. Um, and then, I don't know if you know Rachel Carpenter. I know her name. She's been responding on some Bluebell stuff. So Rachel Carpenter has two daughters. Rye, who was at the leader, she's now at Mulan. And um, Maya, 
who was starting Jubilee at the same time as me. So I'd already worked oh. with my sister Rye in Lido. And uh, Rye said to me, my sister's starting Jubilee at the same time as you. She's 19. Um, I don't know, maybe you guys can find an apartment together. So I ended up, we found an apartment together. So I lived That's with good. a fellow Brit, which was nice. Cause I think there was only three of us Brits in the show at the time. Oh really? Me and Maya and one other girl, yeah. Wow, that's English at the time. A few unusual. Australians, um, but yeah, mainly mainly Americans. But I loved everyone was so nice. Like, I love American people. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that because I'm talking to you. I love American. People. Everyone was so welcoming, and remember when I joined, everyone was like, "I love your accent. It's so cute." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was just really welcoming, and immediately I felt like I was in that family. You know, I'd come from a Lido family, and then everyone. Welcome. Oh, that's really so nice good. Thing to the Jubilee family. Um, so yeah, it was it was hard in the beginning to adapt, but then you get your friendship groups, and you know, the, I made friends with the, the tall nudes and the short nudes, and then the are they called bluebells as well? I can't remember. I think so. I think the blue. Yeah, they yeah covered with bluebells in Jubilee. Yeah, and um, and people think of Vegas as just a strip, but there's actually a lot of nice communities around. So I lived in the, I lived off Flamingo Road in the Southwest area, which was a nice area. And that's another thing. I didn't know where was a bad area, you know, like any city there's dodgy yeah. areas. Yeah. I didn't know where was a bad area. But I, I was lucky to find a nice area and yeah, it's just, everything's just so big. I, I mean, in America in general, like all the roads are huge. And, you know, in Paris, <laughs> you can just walk to the end of the street. You've got your little terrace with your little brasserie or cafe where you can take a little coffee. But in America, you've got to get in the car to drive. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Everyone, everyone well, drives then... everywhere or, you know, it was it was very different Paris, but I liked it. I did like it. And I was lucky a lot of my family and friends from England came to visit me. Oh, they said, right, did. We're going to go yeah. to Vegas. Let's come now and visit Charlotte and see you in the show. So I was really lucky that I had a lot of people come, come and visit as well. So that was nice. Because I was in Reno and that was, there was really nothing there. So we became a family in a way because there was not, like in Paris, you could just all go scatter and do your own thing because there's so many things to do. In Reno, I mean, we'd go to Lake Tahoe. There's a few yeah. things to do in Vegas. I mean, you do have the outskirts, but kind of what was your things to do just for fun on a day off? I mean, you could go to shows um, so and never be tired. So we used to go to, um, there's a pool on the strip. Um, I'm trying to think which hotel it was now. I think it was, was it Mandalay Bay? I can't even remember which hotel it was. I remember the pool was called Morea and it was the only topless pool on the strip. And obviously we had to be careful of, of marks and yeah like, yeah but the, I, because at jubilee we didn't have body makeup i don't think we had body oh makeup. really leader we have body makeup but yeah jubilee, i don't think we did so we were like you're not allowed they were quite strict like can't have any marks so we all used to go on our day off if it was because it was always really hot <laughs> right it's so miserably hot in the summer so we used to go to the topless pool there was a guy there that used to look after us and give us like free drinks and stuff like that so i was living yeah living it up in the <laughs> in the topless pool oh. with the with the Jubilee girls that was nice and I did I did do like the nightclub and stuff like that because back then I was single I was still quite young and yeah, <laughs> now and I don't really do any of the nightclubs and stuff but you know <laughs> I did the nightclubs and watched the DJs and the pool parties and I did it yeah I went big would, could would you have stayed longer if the show had run longer I think I would yeah I think I would well then I wouldn't have met my husband here in Paris yeah so. So had, uh, was, I, think I, would, I would have definitely stayed till the end of my visa, till the end of the, yeah. the, the three years. The three years. 
So when you came back, did you hook up like with Eve to find out or did you just move back home or go right to Paris? Did you have your so job already lined up? I left, so when I was, when the show closed in Vegas, I stayed for another couple of months and did, I was just doing galas and gigs and just trying to make money on, you know, yeah, any little jobs that I could find. But it wasn't the same as being in a show. I really missed that. I like having that routine of, okay, I'm going to work at this time. I've got two shows and I'm going to see the same people. I know some people like the excitement of like finding little jobs, but you never know where your next, you know, your money's going to come for, for your next, uh, to pay your rent. Yeah. Like did you that. do that? Cause I know a lot of people did gigs while they were doing the show because there were so many things in Vegas, like they wanted dancers for. So you could have your stable job, but you could still go pick up extra yeah, things. It's just hard because yeah, the conflict of hours. Okay. Cause that was same with Reno. It's like, gosh, you could just work and make yeah. more money or just more experience or more connections in those places, especially. Yeah, exactly. So before, so when I realized, okay, I miss being in a show, um, I'd auditioned for Vegas, the show. Um, and I got down to like the you know, last few girls and then they said, okay, you're a little bit too tall. They ended up taking some girls that were more like five, eight, five, seven, five, eight. I was a little bit taller than the rest of the girls in the cast. Um, Cause Vegas, the show, have you seen that show? I've seen clips of it. And that's yeah. kind of like, it's not the same as Lido and Jubilee, but there is, you know, the showgirl, there's a few showgirl elements to it as, yeah. as well. It's like a, a, an homage to Vegas. So there is an homage to the showgirl as well. Right. Um, so when I didn't get that, I was like, okay, I want to be in a show. So I contacted Jane. I said, Jane, I'm coming back to Europe. Um, I'd love to, you know, maybe do a, a private audition if that's possible. I don't know if you're looking for anybody right now. And uh, she replied within days and said, yeah, come, come whenever. So as soon as I landed in England, I don't even know if I went to England. I think I might have just gone straight to Paris from <laughs> Vegas. I think, no, I think I went to England, see my family for a few days. And then I flew to Paris and uh, had a private audition with Jane. Eve wasn't allowed to take the audition because it was uh, seen as like, oh, that's her yeah. best friend, you know? So I think it was, it was the Bluebell captain at the time, Mez, who did my audition. And uh, yeah, then Jane offered me a contract again, which I was really grateful for. And then did just this audition, audition feel different? Did you feel different as a dancer? Like, because if you didn't get before, it might've been numbers of like yeah. how many they could take, but did you feel you were different as a dancer coming back in? A little bit, because I felt like I'd got my Vegas showgirl, you know, experience as well. And yeah. it just felt like coming back home though. And I just yeah. thought, it, did, it kind of felt like more pressure because it's like, oh, I really want to be back at home. So I yeah. hope that she offers me something. Um, so I was really pleased when she did. Because it's never a given, you know, even if you've worked there before, who's to say mm. that they're going to take you, take you back? It's a different show as well, different style. And the, yeah. the quality of, and the standard of the girls was, was still is so high. You know, the I technique, was, a lot of girls yeah. with ballet backgrounds and the technique is so high. So you've got to match that. And even though I'd got this, newfound experience from Vegas who's to say that that would have been right yeah. for primary Bay, so were you taking class while you're in Vegas because there's amazing dance studios there uh I didn't actually yeah <laughs> I didn't take class. <laughs> but you were ready for this I have a question too as far as you've got like a hundred some maybe I think the cast had dwindled down a little at the end who are all looking for work most Americans but ever there do you know where everybody went to? Because when it, when people are like, my job is like now, like where do we go now? When you've got think, that many people exiting that are going to try to all get the same jobs. 
Yeah, I think a couple of the girls went to Vegas the show, the show that I said that I got down to. So basically Vegas the show, when they found out Jubilee was closing, they held a, an audition for all the Jubilee girls. Okay. And they ended up just, they said, okay, we've only got two places. So out of a cast of, I can't remember how many girls we were, maybe 40, 40 or 50, they just took two girls because they didn't have places. Yeah. It's a smaller show, they didn't have space for everyone. Um, and then there was a couple of other shows people got, um, is it a zombie show? <laughs> like a show zombie show. Oh, I've heard of this one. Yeah. Okay. It's in, it's a... in uh, Planet Hollywood. I don't know if it's yeah. still, still running. Um, yeah, and I don't know what other people did. Maybe it's Like when the other go. casinos know that, but there's nowhere to go to before. Yeah. When a show closed, people would like, yes, take on all these yeah, but wonderful the talent. Of the, the last of us. Oh. Yeah. Do people really try sad. to go to the Mulan and the and the Lido that you know of, or not that I know of? Okay, so it wasn't like everybody's trying to get oh, in the same I think show. A couple of girls might have come over at one point to audition. Yeah, not straight away, but a, a few months after. Yeah, I think I think some of the girls did. Um, mm. But just like going off tangent a little bit, when Jubilee closed, we got to keep our shoes, which was did amazing. You? So I've got a suit, little suitcase uh, that my mum's has because I don't have space here. I've got a little suitcase of all my shoes, and we got to keep a pair of earrings. In fact. I'll show you a bit. I've got them here in my box. You have to take a picture so everybody can see on this. Yeah, I've got a little memory box and I've got my Jubilee mm. earrings. In fact, I've got two pairs. So the people have been admitting now that they've actually taken. Oh my gosh, it's huge. Oh, that's wonderful. Nice to get a keeps. I wonder if for this show you guys will get to pairs, do that. So that's one pair and then I'll, t yeah, I'll, t I'll send you some pictures and then this is. Oh, uh, and those will show up. If you wear those in regular situations, you're going to light up like a disco yeah. ball. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll get to keep anything from leader, but that'd be really nice to have a little, you know, a little box of, of memories to show. Yeah. And the awesome. shoes. That's amazing. And the shoes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to wear the shoes out on, you know, right. the restaurant or anything, but just nice mm -hmm. to have them. And yeah, because nobody else Remember. is going to wear them when a show like that's closed. So. Yeah. So you came back to Paris. Did you get hired right away or did you have to wait for something to open oh, up? She was like, you need to start now. We need, oh. <laughs> we need oh, somebody now. And I was like, I've not seen my family, even though my family did come to Vegas to visit me for a week. I was like, I've not seen my family in over a year. Can I just have a few days <laughs> with my family? So she said, okay. So I went back to England for a few days to repack. Yeah. <laughs> Wash all my clothes from Vegas, <laughs> repack. So it was quite a quick turnaround, I think. There was like literally within two weeks of leaving Vegas, I was in rehearsals for Paramore with with Eve. Oh my gosh! Um, and after my audition for Paramore, that's when I went for the drinks with uh, my now husband. Oh my really? That's soon into. So I met him uh, literally the day that I arrived back in Paris six years ago. Oh, that's um, so good. There yeah. needs to be a movie about about this. <laughs> Such <laughs> a great right. great story. Oh, so did it did it feel like home being back there? Because I know it's different. It did. Yeah, cast, it was but so there was easy still... to get back into it. I, I was um I felt like I'd lost my French a little bit. My French wasn't I wasn't fluent or anything, but my French was quite good before I left and I was worried that I'd lose it. I did a little bit, but then soon picked it back up and you know, just so they say the best thing is date a Frenchman and you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get he back. Speak, he actually speaks perfect English. So we speak English, which is a a bit of a shame but <laughs> when i'm with when we're with his family i speak french we speak french together in front of his friends and family if it's majority french we'll speak french but when it's just the two of us we speak 
to speak in English. And if you do things with Eve and her husband, you guys can all switch back and forth. Yeah, yeah, because Eve actually speaks French with her husband. So it's quite Oh, she like, does. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I speak French with him and then I'll be speaking English with Eve and then, yeah, sometimes you get lost, like, which language right. I speak. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can switch it back and forth. That says you've got it pretty well. Yeah. So you're, you're, you've made your life in Paris. How long have you been married? Uh, so been married two years. We actually got married during the pandemic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Summer 2020. We thought we were going to have to cancel, but in the end it was all right. We were lucky. We had a yeah. perfect window of opportunity where cases were low, the borders were still open. So we managed to still do it in summer 2020. Oh my gosh, um, wow. Which is lucky. So yeah, two years, we've been together six years and married two years. Um, yeah. And if so it wasn't mate- for the leader, I probably wouldn't have met him either. Yeah. So you've made your life in Paris. You've got your best friend, now you're married. And this, this could go on for indefinite, right? Because you're still young, you're still... At I the, mean, the I'm, shape I'm 33. I'm not that young. young. I'm, th- yeah, I'm yeah. 33. <laughs> I always thought I would end my career. Well, you never know when you're going to be ready to end your career. I think it all depends on how you feel emotionally, how your body feels. If, you know, yeah. Touch wood. I've, I'm not a person that gets injured that much. I, I don't suffer with injuries. Um, so I think it depends on how your body feels. But I always thought that I would end like in my early 40s. I'd go as long as I could. Yeah, so I'm not quite ready to end my career just yet. But at the same time, I think to finish on such a high with the leader, that's probably a good way. Even though I know that my life is here in Paris for now, but probably for a long time in France, I don't know if I will do another show. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's... And Eve posted something too about her career being taken because she had, when I interviewed her, just like having babies when she was ready to go back and if she, and then she went back and she's fully in and she just shared, like, she can't imagine loving anything as much as this. So that part's really sad because some, it's not like there's other shows. There's some shows or, I mean, I'm glad there's, there's more in Paris than anywhere else of these kind of shows. And yeah. I've heard there's like Kate Matthews is one in Bordeaux. So there's smaller cabarets, yes. but I mean, there's there's more than anywhere else in the world but still to just like I wasn't ready this yeah. decision was made for me yeah it's hard when it's taken away that decision's taken away from you but then at the same time I say to myself would I have ever been able to make that decision sometimes it needs to be made for you because would yeah. I have ever been able to sit I can't imagine ever being like saying okay this is it now for me it would have that would have been hard too yeah, so oh, it, I think that's a lot. It's been taken away, but then it, I just can't imagine saying, "Okay, that's it, I'm done." So. That's why I think a lot of when I go back and we talk to the older generations too is either there was an injury or babies came along, or there's different reasons. But almost everybody grieves it because it's not you. Kind of just know this can't go forever because yeah, you know, at 62, if they'd let me out there and my g-string being overweight, <laughs> that'd be super fun. Yeah, I'd, I used to always say I'll go as long as my legs will allow me to go I'll I'll just keep doing it yeah um, yeah and this is that choice so I'm just curious if we can talk about that too because you've known for a little while when Accor took it over that this might be happening but it was presented different where you thought maybe it would switch over but I don't know we knew there's a possibility that the show would close in fact we knew there's a high possibility that it was the end of Paramere because they talked to us when they bought it about that they had a budget for a new project, but we didn't know what that project was going to be. Uh, we hoped that it would still be 
in the spirit of Lido with the Bluebell Girls and yeah, because uh, they had you know expressed that they knew that Lido was a huge part of French history and culture yeah. and an institution. Um, so we kind of had hopes that we would stay as the Bluebell Girls just in a, a different show. And you know, yeah. recently for the seventy fifth year anniversary, we've been doing the section of the show in Nubliab, which is all the old. I love that and the old costumes and the music, and that's my favorite part of the show. I love is it? That's yeah, why I talked to a few that. people. Love that, and it's interesting. The show Perimere is beautiful, and then that section comes out. It just feels like it just gets like huge and bright yeah. and beautiful. And I just love that you guys got to wear those costumes. And oh, I love and that bluebells. I feel was... honored. I feel honored. I feel proud. And um, I think that was the hardest on Thursday when we'd had our meet last Thursday, when we had our meeting to say the show was closing. Then that night when we did the show, that was the moment of the show that made me feel most emotional. Cause I'm like, God, all the women that have done dance to this, you know, and worn this costume. And just when you see the audience and how much they're loving it and you just feel sad that, they're not going to get to experience that anymore. Yeah. Um, it's really difficult. So yeah, we always had hopes like, and everyone I spoke to outside Lido that was not a dancer, even, you know, my husband, my husband's family, my family, the Lido can't close. Everybody said, no, they laughed at me when I said, what if they close Lido? They laughed at, no, Lido will not close. It's like the Eiffel Tower. It's, it's a yeah. part of, you know, yeah. huge, huge part of tourism. Um, everyone you speak to, I know there was probably trying to be nice and reassuring, but everybody was like, Lido will never close. The Shons, the committee of the Champs-Élysées would never allow that to happen. Um, so I think that's why it came as a shock. Yeah, that us. there's still, that this can't. Well, Hillary was posting something of people's comments, like the Lido, or Paris is the Lido, or Lido is Paris. And yes. the, the comments went on forever. And it just was, um, we even that's the part a, you just... We danced to, uh, in, in the section in Nubliab, we danced to um, a number and the words in the song, they actually say, Paris, c'est le Lido, et le Lido, c'est Paris. Like, literally, oh. Paris is, Lido is Paris, and Paris is Lido. You know, that's the word. And when you hear those words on stage, you're like, oh. Oh, man. Because <sighs> just the thought of coming, if it's musical theater, like, I can see musical theater everywhere. And before we recorded, like, you could go to the West End and see yeah. the best of all these things. So. I don't know what, I, it's hard to imagine that, I don't want to get into all that, but it's just sad that I can't. I don't even know if it's still, the, if it's still going to have Lido outside, if it's going to be the Lido Theatre, or we don't even know what's happened to the name Lido at this stage. We're not quite sure. Um, but yeah, we don't know when we're closing yet. I don't know by the time this podcast comes out, maybe we'll have a, a confirmed date, but um, I can't <sighs> even think about the heightened emotions that was going to be on the last night because already last week when we found out the emotions on stage but we gave it everything literally yeah. the adrenaline running through my body and just we everybody i think the energy was so high even though we were disappointed everyone just gave everything like we <sighs> gave like 150 percent so we're like we need to give this audience our best because they're the last ones to where the last ones done yeah. they're the last ones to see it so they yeah. need to have the best experience possible so there was a few tears on stage and, you know a few people were tearing up a little bit yeah when you said the audience you that they some of them probably do know but it's all over the news yeah it's all so over the they're news probably in, in gonna appreciate but also feel for you guys like oh yeah, this has got to be hard we could feel that on, on on thursday night um 
you could see it in their face some of their faces you felt like they knew i don't know if we were overthinking it you feel like you've got a sign <laughs> on your head like you've just been fired <laughs> but um i think the press had been outside so some of them had been interviewed about it so i think and oh they'd probably seen it on the news as well so you could feel that that they knew and they were cheering louder than ever and oh. clapping and just that feeling when you hear people cheering for you it's it's just indescribable you probably know yourself it's a feeling you can't describe to people that haven't been on stage mm -hmm. but it's just the best feeling and the thought of not having that feeling again it just it's unimaginable right now <laughs> well you were you there when the blue bell reunion happened in 2019 i wasn't i was i was on holiday i was really okay. disappointed to have missed it i saw it all over facebook and uh, social media and it looked amazing i wish i could have been there. i think i would have cried even even though we well, didn't know anything about the struggle i think i would have cried just like seeing all those old dances <laughs> that's what people said like to because we were loud and i think we were given so much love and the people on the stage so they could feel that because it was yeah we know what it was like to be up there we appreciate you and it just makes us happy that it's still going so i think you know like i said there's grieving going all the generations back that this can't be so i know there's going to be a lot they're going to try to come before it closes and maybe that's going to sell out because if people in paris know like we have to go before it closes i think so. um i just said we get our tickets i'm going to buy my my ticket but i want to make sure it's, it's the right day yeah because you you had said something for recorded which was like really hard to imagine like if you drag it out it's almost more painful then if you just say here's when it is because like we could keep going for a year because that's when the rumor was it was going to close next spring yeah and then we're hearing summer and then it's just like it kind of feels like a mess for the brain like how to process this like, exactly is it's it worse to, to just drag it something out? when you don't know when you're losing it yeah yeah <laughs> um so I, I originally yeah we heard latest um mid to end of august we're like okay let's do it till the latest let's be on stage as long as we can make the most of it but then i don't know if that's gonna be more painful just having months of knowing the end's coming whereas if you know we just have a month of learning for me I, I i hope it goes as, as long as possible so that as many people as possible can see it and appreciate it yeah. and, and talk about it but um we're not quite sure right now could one of the things that shows oh. i hope not oh. <laughs> i know it's like i it makes no sense for me to come because i was just there and financially it doesn't make any sense i go i have to be there Oh, but if it closes nice. before, I just want to, I mainly, I want to, I just think this cast is incredible. Like oh, the talent and, and meeting people from interview. I'm like, I just want to be there to support the cast. I want to be in that space before it turns into something else. Thank you. Um, but you had, you had said something too, like you kind of pictured, like if you have children one day that you could show them, because a lot of girls listening to this would say they dance and then their daughters come to the show. And at the reunion, there was a lot of moms that brought their kids or their husband and Lindsay who put it together said their husbands that came up and said, I did not know that my wife did something this magnificent. Yeah. So they had this new appreciation and it was fun for the, the men and women to show their family, like, this is what I did. And this is where I work. Cause you just walk into the entrance of that place and you're blown away. Like yeah. my mom worked here. Yeah. So that, that part made me sad because all of us, you know, like my daughter yeah. probably won't go to Paris, but I have the pictures and she knows I did that. And, you know, you can show pictures, but it's not the same as the it's experience the of going yeah. in and like seeing. Like I've got my earrings and my shoes that I can yeah. show my kids. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't have children yet, but I always imagine that hopefully one day I will have children that I would just take them to watch the show and say, this is where, 
this is where your mummy worked, but yeah. unfortunately that's not going to be the the case nice. anymore. But I've got I've got the book as well, um, the book that came out last year, which yeah. is amazing. It's just full of well, it's the full story really of, of the leader. It's full of photos. So at least I've got things like that. And I actually I went to the gift shop the other day and bought loads of souvenirs because everything's selling out now in the in the, in the gift shop of the leader. So I was like buying all these little souvenirs just to have as much as I can to. Yeah. Let's talk about maybe they're going to be worth something in the future who knows yeah <laughs> well people are trying to find old programs there's things you can find on ebay of old programs yeah. or t-shirts like i gave away my hello hollywood t-shirt i'm probably into goodwill and went oh, oh i wish i still I've had that. that yeah and i i bought a lido shirt when i was there and then the lido book i was trying to buy but you couldn't get it in america um right. yet and it was in Stupid. french and i thought i wanted to read it so when I was there, Jeremy gave it to me and I was so oh, grateful. So and then LaMichael nice. took it backstage to have the cast sign it, yeah. but it was like super fast. So if I come back, which I plan on, I'm going to see if I yeah, get I more. Sign that, so it was a super quick and it was the you know show was happening, but I cherish this. And I was telling Sonia who wrote it, I go, I don't let anybody like, don't put your coffee mug on my book. Yeah. Don't, like, <laughs> don't spill anything don't, on it. Don't spill and touch it. And I kind yeah. of pat it. It's like, it feels like a sacred it, piece of history. And I've got it on my know. coffee table, but yeah. I don't, maybe I should keep it somewhere safe. But I just like to see it there on, on my coffee it's, table. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. And it's just like the, it was the timing of like that book coming out and bringing back Anubile and then just the, yeah. like the podcast too. I didn't know. And you feel like the, the audience loved that Anubile section, especially, well, all the audience seem to love it, but you can see the older generation appreciate it because perhaps they saw the original yeah. know, number in the original show. Um, so we were thinking if there was going to be another show, perhaps they'd bring back more of that old school, you know, big feather yeah. and things like that. Um yeah, we had high hopes, but unfortunately they were dashed. <laughs> well, I know there's a petition going around. Everybody's saying, like, I don't know that they think anything yeah, can happen. Yeah, we're nearly up to 10,000. Wow. So, I've been sharing yes. it like crazy, and people that have never seen the Lido are sharing it because it's, like, something in history. Like, if there's a chance, like, just keep pushing forward. Like, exactly. plan for what might be changing, we're, we're but also. We're down without a fight. <laughs> yeah. Because that's said when something's going to go away, like, well, no, well, that can't go away when people don't pay attention. You just think, oh, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, if this, if this goes away, it's just, oh. so you're, will you stay in Paris now that, or because you're I think so. I mean, married to got his job here. We, we own an apartment here. We bought our apartment um, almost four years ago, but we're not ready to sell it just yet. I think we've, yeah. we plan to stay here a little bit longer. So, um, yeah, I think we'll stay here a bit longer and then, and then we'll see, you know, if, we have a family maybe we'll want to move somewhere more like the countryside yeah not sure yeah because so, <laughs> i know there's a lot of girls that are not from paris that met they have french boyfriends or french husbands and that changes things a bit exactly. too because yeah. if well i think as well in terms of finding another job if it was just me perhaps i would i don't know, I don't know if i'd go on another ship again but you know, I could move to another country. I could find, I know there's not many showgirl shows like Lido in other countries, but I could you know, move somewhere else. But now I have to, I'm not just thinking about me. I'm thinking about, he's my, you know, he's my family now and I have to think yeah. about what's best for us. So I think for now, yeah, we'll stay in Paris. It's just a lot to process. You know, like there's people that have come from all the different countries that without their visa will have to go home. Exactly. And that's, that's become their home there. And also with the pandemic. So what did you do during the pandemic too? I know you got married. Yeah, we got married. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a bit, a big, some people, quite some people had babies. 
planning that. Yeah, some people have babies. Um, so I stayed, we stayed in Paris. Um, luckily we've got a little balcony. So when it was nice weather, I would sit on the balcony. Um, I, so we didn't know how long we were closing for. Originally it was like, okay, the show's closed for a month. And we were like, oh my God, a month. That's such a long time. Yeah. Um, so I knew, okay, I need to keep fit. You know, as dancers, we're athletes. You need to keep your fitness up. You need to be ready for, you can't go from doing nothing to opening 12 shows a week. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we never actually went back, unfortunately we never went back to 12 shows a week, but pre prior to COVID we were doing 12 shows a week. So we had a high level of fitness. Yeah. Um, you've got to have stamina to do that. And you know, your bodies need to be strong and you know, wanted to keep my flexibility as well. I was like, I don't want to get stiff, you know? So I was yeah. stretching all the time. So doing the fitness um, mentally as well was really good for me. And I'd have, had my routine, I'd get up in the morning, do my fitness. And I was like, okay, even though we're at home, I feel like, better for doing that and I actually realized okay I, I love fitness you know dance is my main passion but fitness is something else I'm interested in maybe I can do something with this so I actually studied uh, during the pandemic I did an online course and studied to be a fitness instructor oh that's um, awesome so I actually qualified to be a fitness instructor and started teaching some classes on zoom because you know everyone nobody could go to the gyms the gyms were closed. Yeah. so I was started off just teaching family and friends on zoom and realized oh, yeah, I really enjoy this and then um before the Lido open I don't know if you you know but we had it's the Lido Academy yeah so the Lido was like, Academy yeah. was members of the public could come and have an afternoon at the Lido it was really nice they could do they did fitness class dance they learned a piece of choreography and then they had a backstage tour they had a makeup tutorial um so I uh, was asked to teach the fitness part of that there's a few of us that did the fitness uh, and a few of us that did the the dance so I got to teach fitness which was really nice and quite daunting because it was in French because obviously it was mainly oh. French people coming so yeah. I'd been doing my zoom classes in English because it was mainly my English friends so then to teach in French I was really nervous but I know that I can do it now because I've done yeah. it as a leader um so you know I, I'm not saying that's something I'm going to do right now but it's it's an option for me teaching that's the timing is so weird because like we were cheering for you guys to get to get back on the stage, never imagining it would be this long. I actually yeah. got a bunch of bluebells together. We made a video that we had, they sent to like Hillary and Alexandra and Savannah, just like an old bluebell saying, we're so excited for you to get back Aww. on the stage because you know, who knew back yeah. then if it was ever going to come back. And so yeah. during that, that time, fear of mine as well, like what if it never reopens? What if they've lost too much money and they can't afford to reopen? That was, yeah. Yeah. So I think it was like that when it did come back, it's like you get your hopes up and it's really good. And yeah. we've done this whole hope and let go and despair and all the things during this. The hard thing is for me as a dancer, we've got such a short career. You know, we, we don't do it for, I mean, some might do it for 30, 40 years, but not, you're lucky if you do it for yeah, 30, 40 years. Rare. You're on stage for sh such a short amount of time. So to lose a year and a half, it's huge. That's yeah, like ten percent yeah. of my career just lost, you know, because yeah. of the pandemic. So that was—it's hard knowing that, that that was probably our final. Year. Now we know that was the final years of the show. And it, we were yeah, and that just, was cut into. Yeah, but then there people were doing things like I was so impressed. Like Lamichael was designing clothes, doing music, and Kalon had already had their head start, but they were really getting in full swing, and people were Rivarte. So it was yes. interesting that people found other thing and it doesn't dismiss how painful this is for it to end but i feel like people kind of found 
other passions yeah yeah which kind of helped prepare obviously it was horrible that we all went through this pandemic but it did give us it's like it was preparing us for what's happening now yeah to find you have other gifts yeah because if it it wasn't for the pandemic perhaps i wouldn't have trained to be i've always enjoyed fitness but perhaps i wouldn't have trained to be a fitness instructor just yet so at least i did that you got to come back and still perform as sad as this is it was amazing reopening i'm sure (sighs) how amazing it was coming back even the first day of rehearsal was so excited we had our masks on we weren't allowed to hug our kids but we were just so happy to be there (laughs) you could see this everyone's eyes smiling behind the masks and um just opening reopening the show was yeah it was an amazing (sighs) feeling after all that time i think yeah i think i cried on the on the finale of the reopening (laughs) some people said they cried the first time they heard the music yeah again like in rehearsals and then some people yeah. had said that the this opening was more emotional and more impactful than the opening of the show yeah because when you first do it you're thinking of so many things that you have to keep straight and so this time you knew the show and you got to really understand like this is amazing that we're back yeah so you guys made, have gone all over the appreciation for it yeah like you guys have been all, all over the place like of dealing with this last few years and one of the things when I ask people if they have anything they would tell their younger self when they were in the shows, everybody says, I wish I'd been more present because it's later. You're like, things are fuzzy. Like you just do the show and you don't appreciate. And that, that comes up so often. Like, I wish I'd been more present. And you guys have not, you've had to be because you don't know day to day. You can't take for granted that you're just going to do this till you don't want to do it. Have you noticed that now too? That Oh, like- definitely. Definitely. Especially since coming back from closing after covid um energy is just so much higher not saying that energy was wasn't before but you know 12 shows a week people got tired uh we've been you know some people have been doing the same show for seven years same track and you could see people were still performing and beautiful but you know maybe people were going through the motions but then coming back we're like okay we've missed this so much we can't take it for granted anymore we need to just enjoy and obviously the show wasn't open hasn't been open for as many days so we've had a lot more energy and a lot more to give so yeah, yeah that's some good thing be more present i'm definitely more present than ever right now <laughs> knowing that it's yeah you just can't for take for granted literally soaking up every single second of everything you know yeah. look at people's faces as well in the audience because sometimes you don't even notice the audience you're just doing your show you're enjoying yourself you're in your own little world but now i'm really like trying to look at people it's hard, obviously, to see everybody, but around the front, you can right. see people's faces. And you know, when we come up on the fountain, you see see some people like oh, with their hands over the mouth, like gasping, like this is amazing. Or oh. when we come up on the chandelier, on the loose, um, people just amazed by it, and you just think, wow, I'm giving this joy to people. You yeah. just feel so proud. Mm. And That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I, we're going to end and I have a, I don't ever know what I'm going to ask until it comes up, but I had done a, it was really hard, a certificate program on abuse and trauma and grief. And it was intense. But one of the questions I asked us about how we end, because sometimes we don't end things well, like either, well, I don't want to invest my emotions because it's going to end. So I'm going to pull away now or people sabotage or they leave before they end. Or he just said, how will you choose to end? And that question has hit me for everything. You know, like yes. if I'm in a program or if I'm going to finish something like, or a relationship, some people just say, oh, we won't say goodbye. It's not goodbye. And I had a friend like, no, we actually need to say a real goodbye and say the things 
that we wish we had said. And so we practiced this and it was hard to say, it is goodbye for now. And like, I want to tell you these things that I wish I had, that I don't want to wish I had said. And so that thing of choosing to end well has hit me on so many things because everybody's going to be a different place in the cast. Some people are going to be pissed. Some people are going to be, and like everybody's going to make their own choice, but you've ended three, you will have ended three shows. You've already done two. Yeah. Does that resonate with you at all? Like choosing how you're going to end as far as your emotions, your heart, your being present? Yeah, I think it's going to feel very different this time. Because like we said, it is the end of Bluebell Girls and it is an honor to be the last Bluebell Girl, but it's also incredibly sad. Um, And I think I just, I really enjoyed the ends of the other shows. I just lived for the moment and just like gave my all like, like I am doing now. I think what what made it hard with the other shows was um, looking at my cast members. That's when I tear up, when I see yeah. emotion in other people's faces. Like, I don't really think about, like, obviously I think about my feelings, but it's like when I think about other people around me as well, that's what really hits me. So I think just for the end of this show, I just want to give it my all, know that I've performed my best show ever. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be yeah, yeah. the best ever. Just give everything I think a lot of people are dealing with the different emotions right now people are angry people are sad and I'm really sad I'm not really an angry person <laughs> obviously I'm I'm angry at how it's all been dealt with mm. you know, the way it's happened it's quite brutal <laughs> yeah we never thought it would come to an end like this but we're going to try and make it as special and incredible you know we're talking with the girls backstage like what can we do we want everyone to talk about us the blue red girls we're going to do a parade in our costumes down the champs Elysees. like just people need to know yeah that we're the last blue red girls and it's something special so i think i'm just going to try and enjoy every moment because i don't want to look back and think oh i spent even though i am really sad i don't want to look back and think oh i spent three months just being completely depressed and not really enjoying myself I just, yeah, I think I just want to oh. enjoy it to the max and enjoy being, I hope that my close friends still say my, say my close friends. I think so. I think a lot of my close friends will hopefully stay in Paris, but that's another thing. You see your best friends every night and then to. Everything's spread out. So oh. yeah, backstage, the morale is quite hard at the moment, but I think we're trying to. I don't know, cheer each other up when we can. Obviously, you've got to be sensitive to other people's feelings. If people are having a good time, appreciate that. Give them a hug if they need a hug. But um, before the show in my lodge, in in my dressing room, sometimes we like to, before we go on stage, we we call it the naked dance party. We put on (laughs) a song we really like. And before we put our costume on, so we're just in our tights and we just dance around and we just go crazy. And it just sets a good energy going before the show. So I think we're going to try and do more of that, you know, yeah. that's happy memories. And that's how right. I want to remember the end. I don't want to, I don't want to remember it to, as being a sad moment, even if it yeah. is, it is sad. It can be, that's it like, it could be both. It could be sad and celebratory yeah. because it is like people years later, 40 years, they talk about the show. They remember the backstage connections. They remember the funny things. They remember the bonding. And so those are the things. And I hope you guys do something or that Paris does something for you. It would be horrible if they just let it close without any kind of acknowledgement and there's going to be bluebells coming in i know people are already figuring out when to come that want to be there so 
you know, so some, somebody said we want to chain ourselves to the door. I'm like, I don't know if that will help, oh. but, <laughs> yeah, but we, but I think just side. if you guys parade, we'll parade behind you. I think we just want to go out with our heads held high. Yes, absolutely. Um, as you know. As yeah. You had the slogan. honor of being a bluebell and that's bluebell. Yeah. Bluebell girls and, and leader boys. Not forget leader boys. The, I know that's so hard with the boys that we went yeah. with as well. Yeah. And all the acts and all the, Customers. Yeah. That's when the thing with this podcast is we want to hear from the tech and the costume designers and the and the wardrobe backstage. And I went to meet a plumasier, which I didn't know the word of the ones that take care of the feathers for the show. Yeah. Like all these people. Well, that's going to be interesting too for them. Like it, we it's a effect- show without them either. It's not just the dancers. We can't do the yeah. show. You know, tomorrow night if five of the technicians don't show up, we're not going on stage. We need you know those mach- the the machinists that control yeah. the you know the set. We need yeah. them. We're all we're everybody. All yeah. Family. Uh, Charlotte, thank you for doing this. Cause I, and I reached out cause I just think for some people it might be too raw to talk about it right now. And so I really, I loved hearing your perspective and that you closed Jubilee and winter. And so you've been through this and it's not, it doesn't make it easier. It's just yeah. that I think we I mean, acknowledge that it's definitely the hardest one yet. Um, yeah. especially cause I'm could be probably the end of my career dance career as well, which is, it's of never say never but I think yeah. it's probably the end but what a way to end <laughs> and what a way to end I think it's kind of that instead of reframing it to deny that this yeah. is painful it's like it can be the both and and that you you will be in history as and how lucky the last to say that I've done it <laughs> yeah and that you've done it and that you've got shoes and earrings, you know, yes. there's, pe- there's people, there's people now shoes that- from <laughs> and you were given those, there's people that will show me things that they stole. I'm like, well, I guess nobody's yeah. coming after, you know, <laughs> I have a pair of, of little gloves. I didn't, I didn't mean to steal. They were somehow in my makeup box. I didn't open until like, I went, oh, and then the show, like, I can't give them back. <laughs> By the way, I've had <laughs> these, <laughs> they've traveled the world with me, but I would never. And now people are like, oh, I wish I had taken more things. <laughs> Yeah. So hopefully you guys will have a souvenir and all the feathers that fall off your costume. Just start taking them and you could make a little bluebell yeah. Barbie and stick the feathers on and you've got yeah. yourself a, a, a memory. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. And I hope you, uh, it works out that if I'm coming in July, the show's still yeah, going so I can celebrate. I would love to go out. Yeah. I think I just, I love doing the interview and then seeing the people in real fame. And then I'll see you on stage and celebrate that you're, you're up there doing that. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Do you can you say thank goodbye you. in French for us? Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs>